0: Let's work together to stay ahead of emerging threats and secure your mission anywhere. Learn more at akams cyber. That's akams cyber.
1: I have a long-standing interest in protecting citizens online. That's Professor Awais Rashid from the University of Bristol. The
0: research we're discussing today is titled Automatically Dismantling Online Dating
1: Fraud we have worked for many years, well over 12 to 15 years on uh, protecting people online, such as uh, children, as well as developing technologies to help law enforcement tackling those issues. This particular project came about because there is a colleague in psychology who was then at the University of Warwick, now based in Melbourne, and she was studying romance scams uh, from a psychological perspective. And given uh, our expertise in uh, looking at more computational approaches to automatically detect uh, attempts to victimize online, there was a common ground. So we started to look at this as a problem and then also collaborated with researchers who were then at University College London. Uh, The general premise here was that Romance scam is one of the perhaps the more underreported problems uh, in some cases. So if you look at some of the recent data from the FBI, it it notes that there is a total loss of $85 million through online romance scams in the US. The numbers could be higher because there is often quite a lot of stigma with people wanting to admit that they have been taken in by Mm. by this kind of scam. And, you know, and of course, you know, they, they might be very traumatized to even be willing to share it.
0: So how do online sites up to this point, how do they combat this sort of thing?
1: So on, online dating platforms, uh, in fairness, do, do quite a bit of work to protect the users that are on there, but uh, largely the techniques are manual. So you know there are banks of human moderators whose job it is to identify where uh, a scam profile might be created and attempted on the dating site. Uh, of course, if people report particular activity to the dating site, then they act on it. But The key thing here is that the first step in an online romance scammer's task is to create a fake dating profile and get it onto a dating site. So in order to protect people, the best thing to do is to actually try and stop it at that point in time. And that's what dating sites do. But because there is a huge volume of profiles that are created scammers are getting increasingly sophisticated. And while some of the indicators like using stolen credit cards and so on are very easy to spot, in some cases, uh, scam profiles are Uh, harder to detect for also humans. From our perspective, it is meant as an aid to the work that human moderators do, perhaps moving their attention to other activities so that they can uh, really look at the more sophisticated profiles that might require a lot more human intervention and some of the sort of stuff that can easily be caught through automation can be caught fairly quickly.
0: What was the goal here of your research? What were you uh, hoping to find here?
1: So our goal was to see if we can develop uh, AI and uh, machine learning based techniques that can automatically detect uh, romance scammer profiles with a very high degree of accuracy. And the idea being that as people are creating profiles, the system works so that they can uh, it can automatically flag potentially to a human moderator that something is suspect, or you know depending on how the system is tuned, automatically even reject a profile. Of course, there is a balance here because while the tools are high. Accurate. They are not 100% accurate, as the nature of machine learning and and AI uh, techniques at the moment. Uh, So there has to be some kind of human intervention, because of course, you know, we don't don't want to deny uh, regular users who want to use online dating sites from participating in these platforms.
0: So let's walk through together. There are a number of, I guess, common attributes that uh, are a part of a dating profile. Let's go through those together and talk about how you broke those out and how you analyze them.
1: So we look at a number of indicators uh, within the profile. So we look at what are the demographics information that a dating profile would have. We also look at the description that the profiles provide about themselves because there is always a bit of a textual field to say something about oneself on the profile. And then there is, of course, imagery where people will share images of themselves to show the kind of person that they are. And it's quite interesting that if we look at some of these uh, various indicators, then we can see the system can uh, detect quite a few patterns, which may not immediately be obvious if we look at it just with the naked eye, so to speak. So if if we, for example, compare... The frequency with which, so we had a data set from a dating site that has shared uh, manually verified scam profiles uh, online. So we, we have that data set and we can compare it against uh, real dating profiles. And it's quite interesting to see that uh, in real profiles, uh, we don't see the same frequency with which some of what scammers claim to be their profession. So scammers, for example, very often will claim to be in the military profession, uh, engineers, a business, for instance. And all these, if you then now think about it, you know, logically, all these are used to create a story. So military, you know, the good old sort of, you know, American GI abroad scam, you know, either the luggage is, you know, stuck somewhere and they need money to then move it across customs or they have been injured or, or things like that. Again, engineer, business, you know, it sort of a shows a successful profile, but also there is always a reason why the scammer can't meet or why they're always traveling and so on. And that's for male profiles. But if you then look at female profiles, it's a very different setup in the sense that often you will see professions such as student, carer. Military also does make an appearance but sales, but all of these are there to then create a story follow on. So as a student, you know, you potentially run out of money, you know, as a carer, you may need uh, money to help care for someone you're caring about. And that is not to say that we don't see these in, a, in real profiles. These professions also exist in real profiles. And of course, you know, uh, people have all sorts of lives, but the frequency with which they appear in scam profiles is much higher than they appear in the real profiles, male or female. And there is also other interesting patterns that we see that you know, actually scammers overshare in terms of images. Hmm. So uh, if you are not a scammer, you will share fewer images in the data set uh, on average compared to scammers uh, where they will share almost twice as many images. And it it is perhaps a way for them to sort of, you know, try and portray that they have a sort of a very interesting life and lots and lots of interests and to attract potential victims.
0: Now, you looked into the images themselves and found some pretty interesting patterns there as well.
1: Yes, so we can. So our classifiers can automatically classify the images based on you know, what, is the, what is the content of the images. But also, if you look at some of the sort of fake versus real images in the scientific paper, there are some interesting examples. So you, you can see that they are often scammers would take put real people's images from online sites and then change them they will alter them. So they will superimpose someone else's head on. And there are Mm -hmm. two that are really interesting. And in one is, you know, in the original, there is a man on a, a hospital bed and has an injured leg. But in the fake image, which obviously at some point a scammer has shared with a with a victim uh, to say, look, I'm injured and I'm in hospital and I need money. It's just the same image, but it has a woman's head imposed on it. And if you mm. look at it, cursorily, you know, on a, perhaps a smaller screen, it's quite easy to miss. Uh, but if you sort of, you know, blow it up or if you can automatically analyze it, then you can see that actually it has been doctored. And <laughs> and uh, talking about doctors, the other one, which is quite interesting, is that one of the scam images shows. Uh, a scammer, you know, with uh, uh, his friends uh, as a doctor, with sort of nurses and doctors in a hospital. But actually the image is taken from a TV show so they basically just replace the head of the lead actor with uh, with with someone else's head. May or may not be a real real uh, the, the scammer's own imagery. Unlikely to be their own imagery. But you know, and again, you know, if you don't know, and it's a show based in the UK, I don't know how popular it is in North America. And if you've not seen it, you know, it might look perfectly legitimate to mm-hmm. to, to a user. But if you have seen the show, then it is quite obvious. So there are these kinds of patterns which we can see, but. You know, they look sort of, uh, you know, uh, legitimate to, you know, sort of uh, at a quick glance. And when people are sort of glancing through these things, it is quite, quite easy to miss some of these things.
0: Now, you did work of uh, using automation to categorize these images. Did you also do work of reverse image searches? you know, looking for, for example, like stock
1: images that people pretended to be profile images? Uh, no, so we, we didn't particularly look at that, but there is other work which looks at doing this kind of uh, reverse image search and we, we can easily utilize this, the, these kind of techniques. But our focus was specifically to look at, can we actually classify as something comes in fairly quickly as to whether it is a real or a fake profile.
0: And what did that reveal? The classifications that you assigned to things, what was the result of that work?
1: We analyze basically the demographic data. We analyze the images based on uh, the kind of uh, content and features they're conveying. And we analyze the profile descriptions using uh, textual analysis and language analysis techniques. All of these use different types of machine learning technologies. So we use a combination of structured, unstructured as well as deep learning techniques and then we combine the outputs of the different classifiers uh, and we tested kind of various functions to find what was the optimal one and we can with a 97% accuracy detect that you know uh, an incoming profile is a scammer profile but of course as i said earlier on you know it's not 100% accurate so there are you know of course false uh, false positives uh, in that regard
0: But I I could really imagine for the real life human beings who are assigned to sort through these things, if they're only tasked with then having to really take a a close look at 3% of them,
1: that really lightens the load for them and and allows them to be more accurate there. Uh, Absolutely. And I think the key here is to help the human moderators by reducing the workload on them. Again, you know, the uh, scammers will keep trying. So, you know, if, if a moderator would sort of reject the profile, it doesn't really take them very long to create another one and another one and another one. And so on. because ultimately, you know, some of these things are automated in terms of trying to sign up and things like that. So there is lots of different techniques that scammers also use to get themselves onto the onto the dating site. So the more we can help the human moderators, the. Uh, better it is. There is also potentially other applications in the sense that you know uh, one can envisage this being a browser plugin that users use at their own, and they can use it to sort of you know see if the profiles that they are viewing are potentially scammer profiles. But there are, of course, sort of other issues there, because one one needs to be very careful because, you know, romance is a very, very personal interaction. And one needs to be careful uh, that, you know, uh, people might start to sort of completely believe an AI technique. And what we do not want to do is to accuse, uh, you know, perfectly legitimate users of being scammers.
0: Right. Yeah. What if I actually am a military handsome man overseas who is looking for a relationship.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And unfortunately, you know, with the high profile of that particular type of scam, it's a hard job at the mo- mo- moment right. in that regard to convince people that you're for real. But there are often telltale signs, you know, and, and these kind of tools are one thing in our set of tools to try and detect and prevent online romance scams. Uh, but, you know, of course, with the, uh, the tools not being 100% accurate. You know, some of the profiles will get through. Human moderators are ultimately, you know, human and may miss miss profiles. But there are telltale signs that users can use to protect themselves. You know, there are typical tactics. You know, scammers will try to take people off the dating site quickly. Now, again, dating sites are very unique in that sense that they are designed for strangers to talk to strangers. Uh, Okay, Hmm. so you are effectively by signing up to a dating site, you are saying you are actually happy to receive unsolicited messages, um, Mm -hmm. because that's how people get in touch with you. And then once if you found someone you are interested in, then people do not really want to communicate through the dating site, you know, initially, they might do a little bit of communication, but, you know, ultimately, you know, they would want to sort of talk to each other directly. And scammers actually utilize that as a tactic to get people quickly off the dating site because now there is no trail of what's what's going on in any shape or form. But there are other telltale signs if they are always unable to meet, you know, if if they are sort of, you know, starting to ask for money. And some of the profiles that we looked at, there are... A very specific kind of language. So they often appeal to people's idealized sense of uh, romance. So the work that our colleague in the project, Monica Whitty, she did from a psychological perspective shows that people who fall victim to these kind of scams have often an idealized notion of what a romance is, that there is one person for everyone. And if you look at some of the uh, fake profiles, they play on that. So, you know, one example that we have is, you know, someone saying, you know, I'm actually a widower. Many at times, you know, scammers would tend to be widowers as well you know and they say you know uh, ever since my wife passed away I've been celibate you know there was one person for me and now I have found this kind of new person and I want to grow old with you and so mm. on and so mm-hmm. forth and, and and things like that so they appeal to that kind of idealized notion of romance and there is those kind of signs as well uh, there is also you know sort of often sort of they're very kind of forceful, uh, I don't want to say forceful I guess sort of very exaggerating uh, in, in the way they want to sort of engage with people, you know, so of female profile, talking about having a great friendship, you know, and they will sort of encourage people to get in touch with personal email or personal uh, messaging apps uh, so that they can take them off the website.
0: Now, one of the things you looked into that that I found fascinating was you use natural language processing to actually analyze the number of words and the types of words that these scammers were using. And you found some real differences between the types of things that real people say and the things that the scammers say.
1: Yes, and that's, uh, that's actually a great question because uh, similar to people oversharing in terms of images, scammers also write more so the average number of words that scammers would use in their profiles is well over 100, uh, while users would normally write more brief and pithy descriptions of themselves, you know, around about uh, 50 words less than, than scammers in general. Also, scammers often considerably more uh, refer to emotions, both positive and negative. So they try to evoke this emotive response from the users. They will appeal to often sense of family, friendship, uh, and the sort of provides sort of a certain sense of uh, certainty. And if we contrast that with real users, then real users tend to often, for example, focus more on their motives and drivers. You know, uh, they would talk about work, leisure and those kind of things. And also the other interesting thing is that scammers use more formal lang- language forms, uh, while genuine users will display more informal language, such as, you know, Netspeak or short, short messaging. Uh, speak. Scammers tend to often be more formalized, and it may often be that they're perhaps based uh, outside the Western countries. Most of the scammers would target North America, but also Europe, so on. So perhaps they're not used to the vernacular of the particular country that they're targeting.
0: Can you give us an overview of what was the tech that you were using uh, under the hood to combine this data that you gathered and then come up with your conclusions and, and end up with this high degree of accuracy?
1: If you think at a very high level how the process works is that we take in raw description of our profile this comes from a dating site and their associated published scammer profiles that they have done and from there we look at three different elements we look at demographics which is effectively occupation gender age any other sort of uh, data that is in the form fields we look at images themselves and then we look at the descriptions in terms of the profiles which is raw text each of these is then Cleaned up. So we would normalize the data. Uh, We we take, for example, if someone has said their uh, occupation is a housewife, then we would normalize it to uh, home and and wife. Uh, If in images we can classify things like, you know, there is a woman in a dress man playing rugby and so on and so forth. And we were earlier talking about sort of, you know, profile descriptions and there we would analyze all the textual features by using natural language processing techniques. And then we extract the various features from these. So there are numerical features, there are particular categories that we would utilize. And for natural language processing, we found that n-grams, so portions of words uh, uh, based on three or four letters, were uh, good indicators. We, we then feed them into a range of different classifiers and then combine the outputs of the classifiers using a function to which which we then test different weightings as to what works.
0: How much adjustment and tweaking did you do along the way to come to the degree of accuracy that you have here?
1: So that's the challenge with uh, machine learning and AI techniques that you have to sort of see which techniques uh, work well. So we we tried, of course, a range of different different classifiers to see which one would perform better on particular types of data. We had some ideas, but we of course have to, uh, have to try and see which one, ones perform uh, better on different types of data and then evaluate them on different types of test sets. And once we had done that for each of the three different subcategories, so the profile description, the image and the demographics, then once we, had an, uh, we, we knew which ones were the classifiers we wanted to utilize there, then we train an ensemble classifier and then we test that as to how accurate that ensemble is going to be. So there is, there is quite a lot of uh, testing that goes on to reach a degree of confidence. Now, I have to hear add a caveat that while the profiles we use are fairly representative of the profiles that are used in uh, platforms in industry, but the profiles we use are from one particular platform that is open. And the reason we use them is that they have also made available a big data set, a uh, uh, reasonably sized data set, I should say, of scam profiles. So we have a direct comparison. We know which profiles are fake, and we also know which profiles are real on the assumption that the uh, human moderators miss nothing. So generalizing the results beyond the data set at this point in time would not be scientifically valid. Uh, naturally, larger trials are needed on a number of other dating platforms and the kind of profiles that they see to test if the classifiers we have trained work as effectively, what are the limitations of the classifiers, would more, more fine-tuning be required before we can have confidence that this would work on a very, very large scale. This is effectively a fundamental early-stage research that needs much more further validation.
0: So where would you like to see it go next? Would you like other folks to, to build off of the research you've done here?
1: Absolutely. So our tools are are publicly available. So the source code is publicly available. We haven't shared the data for the simple ethical reason that because we use also while publicly available real users' profiles as well, we don't store any of that data uh, on the basis that if users withdrew their profile from the platform, then it shouldn't live on in our data set. So the Mm -hmm. only thing that we share is as to how to collect the data, the scripts that we used, so that can be validated. And yes, of course, the idea here is really that uh, others are welcome to take these on and build more. We are ourselves, of course, interested in uh, working with other platforms to do larger scale trials. As I mentioned earlier, we we are also discussing as to the feasibility of perhaps a browser plugin that uses uh, can use themselves but the key is how do we communicate that the outcomes to the users so that they don't attach um uh, they, they are aware that the tools are not 100 percent accurate and hence don't attach a complete confidence to them but equally do not completely ignore them and then there is this fundamental question should we take just a better safe than sorry approach and just you know say you know even if there is a a, a small false positive range. We should just accept that it's better to be safer than sorry. And those are the more sort of fundamental research questions that really need to be investigated before we can sort of, you know, have more insights into how effective these techniques are on a large scale.
0: Our thanks to Professor Awais Rashid from University of Bristol, the research is titled Automatically Dismantling Online Dating Fraud. We'll have a link in the show notes. Hey everybody, I want to take a few minutes here and talk about our sponsor, Splunk. You know, you need to keep operations humming around the clock, but potential disruptions are everywhere splunk helps you predict problems and find and fix issues fast so you can reduce risk and ditch downtime the world's largest enterprises rely on splunk's unified security and observability platform to become more efficient resilient and innovative with splunk you can react quickly evolve faster and be ready for anything stay ahead of disruptions learn more at splunk.com resilience